2: This is Radio Wave with your host, a friend of Megagoria.
3: What is it that our Lady wants? How would you answer that if you had to say, "Maybe what do you want from us?" You could say holiness. You could say these things, this and many things. What is it that God wants? If we could ask Him, what would He say? Our Lady says, March twenty fifth, nineteen ninety. Of herself of what she wants. I want to protect you from everything that Satan offers you and through which he wants to destroy you. We think oh okay, sin and this kinds of things. But is there something else that we're missing? Is there something more hidden, more clever, more deception and more de- deceiving and how it's presented to us? That we think this is a necessity in how we do things and how we live our lives? There's something hidden in this. Oh, the obvious is breaking the commandments. The obvious all these things. Yeah, Satan won't destroy you through that. No, he wants to give you something through which he wants to destroy you. What is that? I want to protect you from everything that Satan offers you and through which he wants to destroy you. Sounds like a system, doesn't it? Some kind of system to destroy you, bring you down, crash, and make you break the commandments through that. Our lady goes on and says what God wants. God wants to save you and send you messages through nature, men, and so many other things which can only help you to understand that you must change the direction of your life. And we all go and everybody thinks about changing sin and growing in holiness. That's all part of it. But if you've got a system that Satan wants to destroy you through, which he wishes to bring you down, to bring you into sin, because lots of times people in desperate situations are willing to sin, and when everything's going the way, they're not willing to. We're being trapped right now. We've been deceived. Satan's making us great inroads in delivering a system that's growing every day. So volatile, so catastrophic in its crash, that many people can be brought through perdition through it, and many people at the same time can be brought through back to God through it it's got to be a clear get out the fence time you can't walk down the fence line anymore you're going have to deviate from it one way or the other, or through trials that you go are you going to go more toward God or are you going to go more toward Satan? Last night, we came in and worked late. I was driving my pickup truck down the driveway, and I looked up above the cross, as I always do when I get ready to come out. The moon was out, and there's a star right above it. I stopped, and I think, okay, that's just an airplane, because it's twinkling, radically twinkling. The twinkle of it was such nature that I said, okay, it's it's an airplane, because I thought maybe through the glass it wasn't clear. I leaned my head out the window and looked at it, and it wasn't moving. I stayed there for a minute in case it was coming directly toward me so I wouldn't be deceived as an airplane. As I stared at it, I could see the colors changing from red, white, and blue, red, white, and blue, red, white, and blue, or whatever sequence it was happening in. Because you can start at any point at, at blue, red, white. But it was cycling like that. And you always think, is your eyes deceiving itself? We know stars twinkle, but I looked at the other stars in the skies and they weren't twinkling. Only the one above the cross was twinkling. So, what I do, what we usually do, I backed up my truck, went into shipping where a lot of people are still in there. I said, Y'all got to come see this. as right, a star right above the cross and it's really twinkling like crazy. We drove down there. It was cold. Not everybody had their jackets, or coats on. We just jumped in the truck running. Like banshees. we usually do this when we see something that, maybe something that God is trying to speak to us through. And everybody just stood in the back of the pickup truck. There's 15 people in the back of the pickup truck. They just stood there and watched it. I never said that what color it was. And they all start saying, look at it. It's turning red, white, and blue. Look at this. Everybody's excited. It was a beautiful thing. And we watched it, and we watched it, and we watched it. In fact, I said, Go get a camera. Somebody go get a camera. So we, as we sent him back up to, to, to shipping to get our, back into pre press, get our camera, doing that. And then in the meantime, we start singing. What are we singing, Joan?
2: We Three Kings, Starlight, star bright.
3: And there we are in the dark singing Three Kings. You should have sang the verse. But it's beautiful. <laughs> Here we are at Christmas time. Watching a star across binded to America twinkle in red, white, and blue. Very beautiful. A big sign. Why? Because God wanted it. Why does God want it? Because God wants to save you and send you messages through men, nature, and so many other things, which can only help you to understand that you must change the direction of your life. We saw that last night. We've seen it before. And that's why people don't hesitate when I say, you've got to come see this. Or somebody comes and tells me and we got a bunch of people. We emptied the tabernacle. Hey, put the phones on hold. And God shows us these things. These things are frequent for us. The life here is seamless between heaven and earth. And heaven opens up just like last night. And we know, without doubt, all of us this was something God gave to us last night. Maybe we'll put something on site today about this, just showing the picture of everybody in the pickup truck. I don't know how well it'll come out, but we'll see what's there. My point is, though, is this. Our says, I want to protect you from everything that Satan offers you and through which he wants to destroy you.
2: This comes from Jim Brubaker from his website the great depression of 2006 it's entitled gold and silver the hidden assets lately i've had a few comments about the new paradigm claiming gold and silver are throwbacks to a long-gone era that is no more also tossed in for good measure is the idea that we don't need them anymore civilization has progressed to credit and debit cards and real money as such is unnecessary and then there is the comment that would run that we'd run out of real money if our currency had to be backed by gold and silver there are two different issues in play here and this is where the real problem lies hidden gold and silver coinage go back thousands of years and the reason they were so successful is because government had no control over the metals They could tax and get payments, but they could not spend more than they took in. The real nemesis to currency is the politician and the financing of their political promises. From early times, they resorted to clipping the edges of the coins and substituting other metals. In my lifetime, our silver coinage was replaced in 1965 with nickel on copper. In 1984... The copper penny became a zinc and copper sandwich. The copper in the penny was worth more than the penny. When the politicians break the bounds and restrictions that gold and silver impose on their currency, there is no limit to what a government can afford to purchase. And then it's only a matter of time before people accept inflation as part of life. The neat thing about inflation are the pay raises. People who started out at $2 an hour in 1970 are now making $12 an hour. Success at last. The trouble is, the $2 in 1970 probably bought a lot more than the $12 does today. Plus, the politician doesn't have to raise taxes. You make more, you pay more. How neat. Government coinage backed by gold and silver prevents the politicians from printing dollars. The euro-dollar, which is not based on gold or silver, has a similar problem. These countries can't print more euros without the approval of all nations in the Commonwealth. The currency is destined to die unless politicians can remove the restrictions on printing more euros. Europe's politicians have promised much and can't deliver without control of the purse strings. I have to laugh when people say the government has to print more dollars because there are more people now. All currency does is transfer your work unit into a common unit of measure, in our case called a dollar. A farmer grows a thousand bushels of wheat and converts them to dollars and buys what he needs or wants. Everyone who works receives entitlement receipts according to their effort and skill. They could be paid in chickens and pigs. The thing that makes currency work is that it is more convenient and speeds up commerce to a very high degree. When a government prints extra dollars, which means they spend more than they raise in taxes or borrowing, the product purchased is pretty much confiscated from the economy. Purchasing gold and silver is not going to make anyone rich. It is only a way to preserve your buying power into the future. It pays no interest and is immune to inflation. The reason you would buy it is because you understand the dynamics of counterfeiting. It's a tax on everyone using the currency. The real worry with the accelerated printing in many countries is the necessity to ban gold ownership. The Politicians cannot pay the bills and inflate the economy, if the citizens refuse to use the currency and buy gold instead. What we saw happen to the banking system in Cyprus is one possible outcome that no one liked. Losing 40% of your savings over $100,000 is tragic. Whatever the outcome, as a rule of thumb, an ounce of silver is about one hour's wages and an ounce of gold is the equivalent of one week's wages. The neat thing about owning physical gold and silver is that some hacker on the Internet can't spend it. The government can't tax it. Transferring it is not a taxable event, and it is invisible if you want to claim government benefits. When's the last time you've seen on a financial application how much gold do you have buried in the backyard? My gopher knows.
3: So a system' is built. that puts money. Not backed by gold. Not backed by silver. Meaning nothing backs the dollar. Our currency has no backing. Meaning a system is in place that deceives us. Meaning it is something that we must protect ourselves from. Because if it's a deception, why would we want to expose ourselves to it? Meaning because if it crashes, it will destroy us. And will lead people either to God or to Satan. I want to protect you, our lady said, from everything that Satan offers you through which he wants to destroy you. You think Satan has anything a part to play in this? Certainly he does. Has does it come about? Through our sins. And that's where our lady says, right after these words, Satan wants to destroy you, she says, As I bore Jesus in my womb, so also, dear children, do I wish to bear you into holiness. Holiness gives wisdom, clarity, and aversion to those things which you know something may not be right. You don't have to know the details. You don't have to get it from ABC or CNN or Google News or whoever you get it from or the Tosha host. You know in your heart, if you're walking in holiness, an aversion happens to certain things that you are a part of or have to even participate in forcibly. The exchange of means of the dollars for goods and services. That doesn't have any value at all, except by faith, a false faith of Satan, because it's a deception. And yet more and more people grow with this to see it. And our it continues, as I wish to bear you in holiness, God wants to save you and send you messages through men, nature, and so many things, which can only help you to understand that you must change the direction of your life, the way you live, the way you do your commerce, See, many read these messages thinking, oh, it's just about prayer, it's about sin, it's about violating the commandments. This is way beyond that. She said a system in here that Satan wants to destroy you through, and he wants to deceive you. God's sending you signs to show you. We put up a cross, we bound America to it. Our lady puts a star up there last night for us to see a sign. By God's grace, red, white, and blue. It's confirmation of your life, your direction, your life. It's on a good path. Stay there. Don't be deceived. Stay away from the system as much as you can. Keep breaking from it. Change the direction of your life. That's what we do. And that's what she goes on and says to us. God wants to save you and send you messages through men, nature, and so many things which can only help you to understand that you must change the direction of your life. Therefore, little children, understand also the greatness of the gift which God has given you through me, thank God it's Christmas time. Thank God she's here. Thank God for the sign last night, because this prediction is coming up for this new year, two thousand and fourteen. This comes from the
2: website Survival and Prosperity, and talks about the Nobel Prize winner of two thousand thirteen, his his warning of a possible recession next year. Time to talk money. How many readers know who Eugene Fama is? Dr. Fama is a finance professor at the nearby University of Chicago. He is widely recognized as the father of modern finance, a champion of efficient markets, and the intellectual father of today's index fund industry. In October, it was announced that Fama was being awarded the 2013 Nobel Prize in Economic Science along with Lars Peter Hansen. And crash prophet Robert Schiller. Anyway, the reason I bring Dr. Fama up is because the distinguished professor is warning of a possible recession in 2014, one that he believes will be global. The following was reported last Saturday on the Reuters website. One of the three Americans who won this year's Nobel Prize for Economics said bloated public deficits on both sides of the Atlantic meant that recession remained a real risk for 2014. Eugene Fama, who shares this year's $1.2 million prize with Robert Schiller and Lars Peter Hansen, said on Saturday that highly indebted governments in the United States and Europe posed a constant threat to the global economy. There may come a point where the financial markets say none of their debt is credible anymore and they can't finance themselves he told Reuters in the snow-covered Swedish capital where he will receive his prize on Tuesday. If there is another recession, he said, it is going to be worldwide. One more thing about Mr. Efficient Markets. Sean Tully of Fortune magazine reported last Friday, the mere use of the term bubble makes Dr. Fama see red. He says asset price bubbles simply don't exist. Fama argues that when stocks crash, as in the dot-com crash or the cataclysm of 2008, it is caused by a perfectly logical fear that a depression might follow. Keep the dream alive for Main Street and Wall Street, and the financial house of cards can remain standing longer than most doomsayers suspect. Still, the charade can only be pulled off for so long.
3: So he says there may be a loss of credibility because of the financial situation. Or should it be? There will be. So the difference in us and this university professor is we've got a lady's messages. We've walked with her. She tells us that God tells her what to do. And she then gives us, Therefore, little children, understand also the greatness of the gift which God has given you through me. Through our lady, everything's coming down to us. She's alertness, us, getting us to pray that we will be able to receive the grace to have the vision to understand and see the signs of the times, see the signs of nature, see the signs from man. We hear it and won't ignore it, we want to suppress it. We do to call it a bubble within a catastrophe. A bubble doesn't sound so bad. Why? It allows those who make money to keep off of money keep making money and usury, etc. And so when Ali says, I am a gift to you, a great gift from God, and when Ali says, I want to protect you from everything that Satan offers you through which he wants to destroy you, one plus one equals two. It's all there in the math, it's all there in the prayer, it's all there in the fear that this financial. Priest Prize winner, which doesn't mean a whole lot to me, because truth is truth, it doesn't matter what you have. And he does speak truth on what he's saying, except when he said the word may, because there's not a may about it, it's a will happen. And he cannot be coming and be called a great gift, the greatness of a gift, to warn us, to protect us, the system that exists that's going to crash and cause many people to head towards perdition. Frank's not with us today. He was tied up. But uh, for his, you want to give us contact information?
2: Yes, Frank's can be reached uh, toll free at 877 936 7686. Again, that's one eight seven seven nine three six seven six eight six. 936 7686. Their email address is Global Silver Investors. At yahoo dot com, that's global silver investors. At yahoo dot com and their website with general information is global com.
3: We're supposed to be seeking the will of God in our everyday life. Our lady said that April twenty fifth, nineteen ninety. Exactly those words. Our lady wants us to realize the seriousness of the situation and the times in which we live. This is not a time to joke. This is not a time to, to um uh, being in the 50s and 60s and all the wonder that's coming on and the technology of man and his advancements, this is kind of to look at the decline. What would happen if there's a decline? Because the system has a judgment against it. It's deceptive. God's not going to allow it to stand. He's here to crush the serpent's head. So there's decline all around us. But if you look at this in her way, if you walk with her, if you do what she said on April 25th, 1990, I invite you to accept with seriousness and let the messages which I'm giving you. If you do that, you won't see decline. You'll incline. You'll climb the ladder of where she wants you to be to the safest position she will, you shall have you. God destroyed the whole world, but he had to save some people to propagate it. Our lady's not saying, be my apostles of goodness, be my apostles of love except that there's got to be something there to elevate, something to build upon, a foundation of a people and a new culture that's going to rise up from this. So why would you wait to be crashed and then rise up to the great struggle, which connotates the message and, em- and emphasizes the message, use this time of grace well, don't wait till it's too late. Because what you could do now in a moment can Take 10 years to do. You could do some things right today. You could go take all your phones out of the 401k, whatever you have to do, put it in silver. At least you got it stable, just like the writing, the reading Joan just read. It's safe. It's immune to inflation. It's immune to taxes. It's immune to even keeping records of it. You can do that. And of course, the means that we changed and the real system is bartering or is giving something to somebody that's solid. Give them a chicken when they're hungry. Which would you rather have when there's no food? A one-ounce silver piece or a chicken? Food, even Wall Street, as we've quoted several times, it says the future gold is food. Because even silver and gold is to no avail if there's not enough food to go around to feed your family. You're going to sell food for silver and gold when your own family can't eat and what little you have, you have to keep. It's priceless. The value of things change in a crash immediately. And your values need to change immediately because LA is showing us these signs of what's happening, where we're headed. And if you change those values at this point right now, you're going to start spending your money in a different way. You're going to start looking in a different direction because you want to walk another direction, change the direction of your life, because this one has to be, you're going to be, Allah wants to protect you from, because Satan wants to destroy, destroy you through it. So why would you stay in this? Why would you say, well, I'll just deal with it when it happens? You're going to go to your neighbor? You think they're going to feed you? You think some people that, that, that have the means to feed themselves is going to have enough to feed everybody else? How are you even going to get there? you got to start thinking for yourself. you got to go into community. you got to join with others. And I know you're still waiting for the, the first shot, 2012, to unite you, and that's coming. Pray. We beg you to pray for it. We stay so busy, we can't bring this thing to a conclusion. Plus, there's complications to it, and we don't want our Obamacare website up there doing what he's doing with it. We wouldn't if we had the budget he's got off the back of the future generations. Nevertheless, we have a system coming down to us that is going to destroy all those who want to stay involved with it. And your number one goal is to detach yourself as quickly as possible, as rapidly as possible. So we won't be speaking to you again until after Christmas. We want to wish you a very, very happy, blessed, holy season contemplate Our Lady's messages, contemplate that Our Lady did not give a message last 25th. Jesus Himself did. And those sweet words that He gave, that Maria said were not just sweet words. They're profound, authoritative, yet childlike. I was speaking to her this morning. She said she had recommended us to Our Lady the community. When you think about those things, then you understand what Our Lady said to us through that March 25th message, the greatness, understand also the greatness of the gift which God has given you through me. And what was those words Jesus said last year, last Christmas, except I am your peace. Live my commandments. Everything flows from that. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Merry Christmas. Good night.